This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We hope you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that is unapologetically you and then go get it. If you feel like you were meant for more and you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Today on the Happen to Your Career podcast, we have a bonus episode for you on a very different topic, something we've never covered before right here on Happen to Your Career. And I have a very special guest with me. You've heard her on the podcast before. Welcome back to HTYC, Cindy Gonos. How are you? Hi, Scott. I'm so awesome. Happy happy to be here. Happy to be here. Okay. So here's, here's the deal. We have never talked about this idea of being a high-performing misfit, but that, that terminology comes from somewhere. We didn't necessarily just pluck it out of thin air. So tell me a little bit about where that comes from. Where did you hear about that idea the first time? Yes. One of the roles that I play here at Happened Your Career is I talk with folks who reach out to us who are curious about coaching and working with our coaching coaching services. And I will often, a lot of times, just ask out of curiosity, like, how much do you know about us and how we coach and kind of who we work with? And I was on a call with a gentleman and he said, from what I know, you work with high-performing misfits. And my jaw probably dropped because I had never put that together. And ever since he said that, I feel it. I, li- I, I feel it. I feel it. Like, I get that. We, we 100% work with high-performing misfits. And here's the deal. You, a little bit of background context. We run a book club. You actually are, you've been leading the book club for quite a while now, but internally in our organization, we have a book club about every other Friday and on the book club, right after you had that conversation, you're like, here, hold on, hold on. Here's what I just talked about. So you shared that with all of us and it's like, wow, in many ways, that is exactly what we do. So tell me a little bit about what, what do you mean when you say high-performing misfit? What does that mean? So I know for me, because I would also consider myself to be a high-performing misfit. I have had many different jobs in many different industries, some jobs for a few years, some jobs for a few months, some jobs for a few minutes, I guess, depending on, on the role. I've been successful. That's where the high-performing part comes in. So when I think about high-performing misfits are high-performing misfits, they do, they do well at their jobs. They succeed. It's not that they're not doing well. Sometimes it's just a matter of you get antsy or you get bored or you're just not sure or things change, right? So when I think of a high-performing misfit, it's someone who is that round peg trying to fit into a square hole all the time. This this fit so well for me. And part of the reason why I resonated with this label, if you will, this idea of a high-performing misfit, I remember not one organization, but multiple organizations where, you know, initially it was a really wonderful opportunity for me and in many ways was the dream job. And then, you know, what I valued changed. And I'll, I'll give you one, one quick story. I used to work for a um, food processing organization and it was so fun, met so many wonderful people, was really lucky to have mentors and people that were helping to develop me personally and professionally. And also at the same time, as I continued to move up in the organization, 
there were two things that really, really, really did not fit. Uh, one, I was really health conscious and becoming more so every single, every single passing month. And that was something that I valued. It became part of my goals. And my office was based in a, a fry, you know, French fry manufacturing plant. Like that was where my office was located. And, you know, fries were regularly served at, at meetings. Like that was a normal part. And for me, uh, you know, that just didn't line up. And everyone else there really didn't care about the same things. The company as a whole was, you know, they were, they had a wellness program and everything like that, but that wasn't what people lived and breathed. So it really felt like I was surrounded by people that just, just didn't care about the same things. So it really felt like I was like the one person there who cared about all these drastically different things. And it felt like a misfit. Yeah. I was thinking about it because we were talking about the holidays and stuff coming up. My favorite. Yeah. My very favorite Christmas movie is the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And I think of the Land of Misfit Toys. Yes. And there was the elf. Oh, I can't remember his name. I wish I hold could. Hold on, hold on. Back up. That's your favorite movie for Christmas? That's my favorite Th- that's, Christmas movie. That's my favorite Christmas movie. Shut up. Have we, how one. have we not had this conversation before? I have no idea. But in the Land of Misfit Toys, and there's the elf that wants to be the dentist, and he doesn't yes. want to make toys. But he's like, I have, to be a de- I have to be an elf, and I have to make toys. But he really wanted to be a dentist. That's what I always think of, the land of misfit toys. Yes. I forget the elf's name. I've seen that movie probably close to 100 times. I, I feel like I should remember the, the elf's name. Put myself know. on the spot. So, Okay. So let's talk about this concept because it's one thing to even start to realize that you might be a high-performing misfit. It's a whole nother thing to realize that that's actually okay. Yeah. Tell me about that. How do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's totally okay. It's more than okay, right, to be a misfit. When I'm talking with people, they'll say, oh, this job doesn't match with what I'm looking to do or these skills don't transfer, whatever it is that they say where it's not lining up. And I always have to remind folks that all of your experience makes up who you are. All of it makes up who you are. You took something from there, right? You took something from that experience. So there's got to be a mindset shift right away. And we talked about this just before, I don't know, like spoilers, whatever, like what we talked about just before we get on, but we were talking about what do, what do we want folks to get from this, right? Like what, what is this? What, why are you going to listen to us? What are you going to get out of the, at the end of it? And I said that my hope was that people can start to hype up those things that they would normally perceive as being those misfit sort of traits. So having a varied job history, not necessarily taking a traditional path, right? Those sorts of things. So that's what I, that's what I kind of. Well, I think that's such an important point because when you're in that role, in that organization, in that opportunity, whatever it is, a lot of times we have a tendency to feel bad for our misfitness, if you will, (laughs) where, you know, I, in my situation working working for the the food processing company um i felt like like i shouldn't be doing this when i'm surrounded by plates of fries and everything like that and there's nothing wrong with that like they had a whole bunch of people that like that aligned with what they were looking for but it didn't for me and i legitimately felt bad about it for a period of time and that i think is many of our human tendencies mm-hmm. however to your point Instead, what if we were to hype up that misfitness? What if I had initially 
you know, said, you know what, this is probably a clue that something is off here. This is probably a clue. And it's something that I need to pay attention to, to figure out, first of all, what is it? And Mm -hmm. how can I then find a place where I do fit, whatever that means? Yeah. I love that you said the word clue because of the detective work that I like to involve myself with on a regular basis. But yeah, looking at it as an indicator, right? It's that first little spark that something is off. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means that something is off and to start paying attention to it. I was a vegan that worked for an organization that sold box food that had not, I could not eat one thing, not one thing that was there. So I feel you on the fries. I would have been cool in the middle of the French fries, right? But you start to feel this little bit of unease, right? Where you are starting to either not feel like yourself or you're starting to not be yourself all the time when you're at work or when you're in that situation. And that's a huge clue that something is misaligned. If you feel like you have to put the mask on when you go to work, if you feel like in some way, shape or form, you have to be something that you're not, big red flag, big clue, big clue. And one of the things that we've learned over the last 10 years, and there is ample research to support this. In fact, this is something that uh, go into a bit of detail in our Happen to Your Career book, is the fact that if you're spending lots of time, continuous time, outside of who you actually are, where you feel like you're forced to be a different person, where you're continuously a misfit and you're experiencing that for a long period of time, the byproducts of that are pretty severe. You start to lose confidence in yourself and you start to (laughs) ask questions uh, like, I'm not even sure who I am anymore. And the challenge there is the more time that you spend outside of who you are, the more repair time it takes in order to get back to who you actually are. And that's something that is very real. We've seen that working with many, many clients over the last uh, 10 years or so here. So I think the moral of the story is how can you begin to lean into that? How can you begin to pay attention to that? How can you, instead of saying, this is something that I should behave differently in, instead recognize it for what it likely is. This is an area where you might need to realign yourself so that you're no longer a misfit. Yeah. No, I love I love that you said that. And I I, I don't want people to go into despair right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I'm totally misaligned and I totally don't fit and everything is everything is misaligned. I think that start with what you know, right? And even believe me, I talk to people every day who will say, I don't even know what you said. I don't even know who I am anymore. I have no idea what I want to do or who I want to be. And that's okay. That's totally normal. Like that is a normal feeling. So if you're sitting there right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to rethink every single thing. That's relax. It's okay. There's steps that you can take. There's places you can start. There's ways that you can get there and you can find joy in all of those things. I think we talked about this, Scott. I have this magical ability to put the rose tinted glasses on really too sweet after things happen, Yeah, right? Like something happens, it's really crappy. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is what I learned from it. Uh, and it, I don't know why I do that. I have positivity in my strength. So I think that if you just pause, start to take an inventory of the things that matter to you, the things that make you happy, the things that engage you, the pieces of your 
life where you do feel like you are being the real you. Start to focus on those. And then we can work on pulling it into all the other pieces as well. I love that. Okay, so here are two resources. If you want to do what Cindy had mentioned and begin to get started, then let me give you two ways to do that. Way number one is we have a, we call it an eight-day mini course, the eight-day figure-it-out mini course, where you get an email every day for eight days, and then from there on out, you get a variety of resources and, um, and get the ability to be on our email list after that. But that first eight days, we send you a series of just a couple questions and things to evaluate, very short exercises that will help jumpstart you in thinking about what you need, what you want very differently. You can go to figureitout.co, that's figureitout.co, or just go over to happentoyourcareer.com and there are many links to the to the eight-day mini course. So that's a really wonderful resource. We've had almost 50,000 people through that at this point and wonderful feedback along the way. Is it going to be magic? No, absolutely not. Is it going to help you begin to think about this very differently? Yes. And if you find you want more help than that, that's totally okay. Not everybody goes through and they're like, ah, I should be a dentist, obviously. You know, Island of Misfit Toys. But instead, if you decide you want more help, that's the second resource that I would I would give you. Send me an email, scott at happentoyourcareer.com and put conversation in the subject line. And what we can do is we can figure out the very best way to help you. I'll connect you to whether it's Cindy or to another member of our team and we'll get on and we'll have a conversation and figure out what you need, what you're struggling with, where you want to go, what you know and don't know about that. And then ask you questions so that we can figure out, hey, here's how we can help. And if you want that help, then you'll have a whole set of other resources and entire team to support you. So Scott at happentoyourcareer.com, conversation in the subject line. And if you want, as a bonus, tell me a little bit about your situation. Cindy, thank you so much for one, the original, yeah, absolutely. The original jaw drop moment where you're like, oh my goodness, have to share this with the rest of the team. I appreciate it. Yes. Thanks, Scott. 